What's up guys? Thank you so much for joining me again today. Today I have a special guest. Today we have Artender Nanre. She's a fourth year podiatric medical student at Dr. William M. Scholl School of Podiatric Medicine up in North Chicago, which is the same school that I graduated from. So uh, Artender, can you introduce yourself a little bit, talk about yourself, a little bit about your background? Hey, hey everyone. I'd just like to thank uh, Katerina for inviting me today. Um, I think this is a really cool platform to learn about the profession of uh, podiatric medicine. And uh, yeah, just like she said, I went to William M. Scholl College of Medicine up in North Chicago. I graduated from Indiana University, Bloomington. I majored in neuroscience. So, you know, just like a lot of pre-meds, I um, also had a medicine uh, science background and I actually just want to kind of delve into why I chose podiatry and um, I actually did not know about it in undergrad as you know and as uh, um, it's been talked about before on the podcast that uh, it's not very the profession is not very well known so I like a lot of students did not know about my options as a pre-med and I found out about it when I was doing a postback program in Philadelphia, and I shadowed a podiatrist, actually. I, I looked up some things online, and then I thought to myself, I need to see what the profession's all about. I need to shadow a doctor and, and see you know, what actually they do. And I ended up working at the podiatry clinic for six months after shadowing because I liked it that much. And, I thought I could uh, delve myself more uh, rather than shadowing for one or two days. This would give me an experience to actually fully understand it. Mm -hmm. And six months is a long time to be exposed to podiatry and to really pick it as a profession. And for me, I just shadowed a couple times that I'm like, yeah, this is it. I knew I wanted to do it. So what about working at a clinic for so long did you like about podiatry? What kind of inspired you to really dive in and go into that field? So it was, I think, the fact that it is a specialized profession. I knew that, um, and I was totally okay with that fact that we're um, focusing on the foot and ankle because a lot of the times, even in general medicine, you are bound to specialize in something. And I thought, why not just know from the beginning what I'm going to specialize in rather than um, be surprised afterwards. And also, I think it, you know, as a pre-medical student, you have a lot of pressure on you to pass board exams and the MCAT and with uh, podiatric medicine, your exams are focused solely on getting a residency within your profession rather than competing against other specialties. So I thought it was less hectic that way and uh, easier lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of people don't know about podiatry, like you said before. I was one of those students as well. I learned about podiatry after college. And that's what I pretty much touched based on my first episode when I said, you know, I felt so wrong not knowing what my options were. And I don't want people to kind of relive what I did and so many students in the past and so many students, you know, not right now that even now are pre-med and they don't know about podiatry as an option. Um, so let's kind of dive into the first thing that we really want to talk about today. So uh, we're talking a lot of, a lot about like pre-meds and like, you know, their involvement within the medical field and how they can really kind of explore their options. And obviously this podcast is basically a way of introducing podiatry if they haven't 
found out about that field, advertising it, and basically educating pre-meds, educating the public about what we do. So what do you think are kinds of things that pre-med students can do to get involved in podiatry or learn more about podiatry if they're interested in pursuing this field? Yeah, definitely. I think that was one of the things that uh, I definitely, you know, did not know about. And so the first thing you can do is kind of just get some information on it. Uh, You can check out some of the websites online that are dedicated to the podiatric profession. Um, The American Podiatric Medical Association, otherwise known as APMA, or the American College of Foot and Ankle Surgeons, also known as ACFAS. They provide uh, a lot of cool insights into, if you go into the about section of kind of what the profession's about. And then as a student, um, once you get a little bit of background on it, you can, you know, definitely just like uh, with uh, medicine in general, you have to really shadow the doctor to get a sense of if this is something for you. Um, And it's just, you know, that's just part of being a pre-medical student and and I would say try to pick, uh, try to be a little selective in what kind of podiatric doctor you find because um, there are a lot of, as with anything, good and bad doctors out there. So, um, you know, you could definitely go online and uh, find a recommended list maybe um, from one of the websites and see uh, to shadow a foot and ankle uh, podiatric uh, surgeon who does clinic and surgery. That way you get a sense of what kind of things a podiatrist does in the office and what kind of surgeries they perform. Um, That would be a second thing. And uh, really a a third thing would be to kind of then, uh, if you're really interested, you know, you can um, look up the application. It's through, again, the American Podiatric, I believe it's APMAS, the American Podiatric Association of Colleges, AAP. Um, MAS. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, APMSA, American Podiatric Medical Student Association. So if you go to APMSA.com, or it could be org, if you just Google APMSA, the first website that comes up is basically a website for mostly pre-medical stu- or um, podiatry students that are currently in the uh, field right now, but they also have tabs and they also have information for anybody pre-med who's interested in going into podiatry as well. So look up that website, APMSA. They have a lot of information about all the schools. Like I said before in my first segment, there's nine schools in the nation. So if you're interested in learning more about where those schools are, um, a little bit more about the curriculum, that would be the best website to go and check out. So thank you for that answer. I think that really kind of touched base on what pre-med students can do to really kind of get involved and just kind of, you know, dip their toes, no pun intended, and just like the field of podiatry. Um, so what kind of what kinds of things do you feel like as a podiatric medical student right now in your experience of like three years and a couple months now into your uh, career, do you find that are common misconceptions about podiatry and the field in general? So definitely one of the biggest ones is how long it takes to become a podiatric doctor. I think a lot of the times it's confused that uh, it only takes one or two years. It is actually medical school. So you go to four years of podiatric medical school. Two years are your didactics or your academics when you're in the classroom. And then two years are rotations. And you rotate not only through Uh, podiatric hospitals or podiatric rotations but as well general medicine so uh, I myself am currently um, currently at a VA hospital but I will have an ER rotation a general medicine rotation 
And so it's just uh, in terms of general medicine, it's very similar. And so after four years, you, you know, in your last year, apply for residency, and that's a three-year residency. And I believe there's only a couple in the United States which are four-year, but after your three-year residency, you can always opt to do a fellowship. And so I think that's one of the biggest common misconceptions is the timeline and how long it takes. Yeah, absolutely. I've had a fair share of people say, oh, is podiatry only two years? Is podiatric medical school only two years? It's like, no. Podiatric medical school is medical school, just a little bit, a lot more emphasis on the foot and ankle. Um, So it's four years, like you said, and a three-year surgical residency that follows. So I feel like just kind of educating people that the timeline is the same in terms of any sort of specialty in medicine that you do the standard four years of pre-medical courses um, or medical courses and then you'd graduate and then you would do a residency so that's definitely a misconception for sure Um, so let's do a little bit uh, a tiny segment within this episode called myth or fact so we're going to go over three myth or facts and i'll say if i'll say the statement and then our tinder will kind of express her answer and kind of dive into the fact if it's true, if it's true, or if it's false. So the first one that we have here, let's see, podiatry is solely involved in nail and callus care. That is definitely a myth. So podiatry is not just about uh, debriding nails and calluses, it's a lot more than that. So that aspect of care comes more so for the diabetic patients because a lot of them may not be able to bend down and reach their toes and even non-diabetic patients, people with uh, neuromuscular problems who cannot reach down and uh, touch their feet. It's a service that is provided uh, to make sure that um, no infections grow underneath the nail and um, because that can be a reservoir or nidus for infection and also um, calluses if they break down on people who have soft skin can also lead to a source of infection so there's a reason behind you do it and it's it's not a glorified form of salon type of care and um, so podiatry is not just that it's it's a it's also um, taking care of the foot and ankle in general and treating um, whether it's sports injuries you're treating, whether it's trauma such as fractures um, or, and, or whether it's pediatric problems. Uh, children um, have all sorts of problems just as the adults with, again, fractures, nail care, and neuromuscular problems. So you're treating the adult and the child. Absolutely. And I, like I said, I touched base on that a little bit on my first episode when I was talking about podiatry is what I like to kind of think about is that you're a lot of doctors in a very specialized field. So you're like the radiologist of the foot and ankle, the, you know, the neurologist, the, you know, just very, it's very uh, specific in foot and ankle, but there's so much pathology that a podiatrist knows and so much pathology that a podiatrist learns in their training that they're eligible to treat dermatological issues, uh, pediatric and genital issues. It's it's very well-rounded and specific at the same time. So that's what I think is really cool about our field that you can pretty much go as broad as you want or really zone in and really focus on a specific part of podiatry because there's so much out there to even focus on within the umbrella of podiatry itself. Um, So that goes into our second myth or fact. So myth or fact, is podiatry holistic? No, I'm sorry. Podiatry is, okay, so let me repeat that. I'm sorry. So myth or fact, podiatry is not holistic. What do you think about that? 
that is also another definite myth because podiatry is holistic. You're trained to be a doctor, and I think uh, that's that's kind of falls into a misconception that um, you're technically not classified as a real physician, but you are. When you go through your four years of medical training, you're still learning about the whole body. You're learning about diseases that start from the head all the way down to the abdomen and then to the lower extremity and then eventually the feet. So uh, we take path. I took pathology that focused on all kinds of kidney, liver diseases, everything. So you have to know um, the patient's background in order to better treat their foot and ankle problems because you have to know what types of medications they're taking if they're going to interfere with the medication you're going to give them and if they can even have the procedure done. If you want to do surgery on a patient, you have to know their background and you have to be able to be competent enough to make a, a decision, a surgical decision to um, take this patient to the operating room. So it, it's definitely holistic. And like I mentioned, not only do you get general medicine rotations when you're a medical student, but even as a resident, you have almost like an intern year where you go through a lot oh, of the different specialties. for sure. Um, so for our program at Loyola University Medical Center here, um, just to touch base on some of the rotations that we do as podiatric uh, residents in our first year is we do uh, one month of internal medicine. We have a general surgery rotation. We have a emergency department rotation. And when you are a intern in that specific off service rotation, there are no differences between you and an MD resident or a DO. Like you entail the whole responsibility of that resident and no one really sees you differently. You're expected to know as much as they do. You're expected to function and you're expected to perform as well as an MD and then a DO student. We're all up to par. We all have the, the same uh, medical basis training um, background. So there's really no difference in how we were treated in terms of um, being residents and coming from a background of, of a DPM degree. And second year, um, some of the rotations that we go through is anesthesia, we do um, peripheral vascular surgery. I mean, vascular surgery is huge, and maybe we can talk a little bit about that, of how well they coincide together. Um, just a little bit about that. A lot of our patients that have diabetes, a lot of our patients that are chronic smokers and they have a lot of circulatory problems, Peripheral vascular, even just vascular surgery in general, has is very intertwined with podiatry, and I feel like our teams work very well together, and they go very much hand in hand to provide uh, appropriate patient care. Because if you're planning on doing surgery on somebody that doesn't have the circulation that they need to heal, you know that's a problem. So it's like you said before, it's very holistic. You have to take the person as a whole. Um, the foot is attached to the rest of the body so obviously you're going to have to see the person as a whole and really take in the whole picture and with that being said you also have to take in like the social circumstances of the patient as well um emotional status everything you know you're a physician of the foot and ankle but you're basically treating the patient as a whole as well so the last myth or fact that we're gonna talk about is podiatrists can only practice in clinics myth or fact that is, again, another myth. Um, podiatrists can definitely practice in 
hospitals, they can practice in multi-specialty groups, they can practice in multi-specialty podiatric groups or even orthopedic groups. And so it's really up to you um, now with evolving healthcare, it is harder and harder with um, any sort of medical specialty to have the one doctor sort of private clinic model anymore. So um, some people still make it work. So if, if that's you, you can still have your own clinic, but um, you can, most of the time doctors are now employed by either the university hospital or a private hospital and, and you can have your own uh, clinic that's attached to that system. Or again, like I mentioned, you can have a 10 group practice and that's an orthopedic group and you can be the foot and ankle specialist in that group. It's all about how you want to maneuver your practice. And like um, it was already mentioned by Katerina that you can either specialize in wound care and maybe that's that's just within podiatry that's your focus and you're the master of um, that specific topic and um, some people like to specialize in sports medicine so and then you can join that type of group practice so uh, it's really um, you can mold it any way you want yeah absolutely well I think that we had a really good conversation going um, I had intentions to interview people throughout this podcast and I actually met our tender today she was our student rotating uh, today during our clinic and as soon as I saw her like she had this bright smile on her face. She was like super passionate about the field. And as soon as I brought up the fact that I started this podcast, she was like, her eyes just like lit up. And she just has so much insight about um, podiatry and about just the field in general. And I feel like she's very progressive in her thoughts of, you know, even in this young stage of her being just a medical student, you're just a fourth year medical student, you are already thinking about ways to expand the field and really like advertise the field. So I give a lot of kudos to you. Like, that's awesome. I feel like if a lot of people in this field at such a young stage have that mentality, I feel like we can easily transition, you know, just the idea of podiatry, the the mentality about it, just the advertisement about it. And I think, you know, it's minds like yours it's such a small stage of where you are that can definitely change the field. She's being really, really kind, but... Um... No, I mean, I don't... I wouldn't just randomly say, hey, do you want to go on my podcast if I didn't feel like you would provide really good insight about, you know, the topics that we're covering. And you answered all these questions so beautifully and very intricate and articulate, and you were very good with your words. So, and it obviously came very natural to you. So I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to sit down and talk uh, podiatry on pod talk. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me.